Tis the end of the week, and we are back with you to close things out with a positive attitude. Welcome into the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent, John Rawl, your host. And we are going to have a fantastic show today as we're continuing to broadcast from the Palmetto State of South Carolina. And man, I needed to break my coat out when I got to town this week. It got down to nearly 59 degrees, I think, the other day. I don't think it's quite that temp now, but man, some of the South here with these storm fronts and such, it got chilly for June. I thought I was going to see icicles forming any day now, but yeah, luckily not quite that bad, but this is the South and Hey, I I didn't expect it to be in the fifties or right at the 50 degree mark here in June, but Hey, we're always full of surprises with our nature and we're always full of surprises here on the y'all show where you can reach us at 803-816-1170. Also, you can find us on the web at y'all.com. Check us out also on these following apps. We're on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and you can also find us at the Apple Podcast apps. All three of which go in, search Y'all Show. You'll see our show. Hit the like button, hit the follow button, and you'll be set up to receive the Y'all Show each and every day free of charge so you can stay on top of all things Southern. Coming up on this end of the week edition of the y'all show in just a few we'll have the college sports news and preview of what's going on in college sports this weekend all eyes on omaha as the college world series commences saturday and we'll have the lineup of the eight teams playing in that plus the southern representation as what is it seven six six out of the eight teams are from the south in this year's college world series No small feat in that accomplishment. So we'll talk about that. We'll also let you know about some football and college basketball news in our college sports review in just a few minutes. And before we get out of here, hey, there's more than just college sports going on this weekend. If you're a lover of golf, it's the third major of the year this weekend at Pebble Beach. It's the U.S. Open. Brooks Kepka looks to defend his title. I think he won it last year. You know, he's won so many of these darn things lately. I'm, I'm losing track, but I, I think he won the U.S. Open last year. Of course, he won the PGA Championship this year, and he's won a bunch of these things. The Floridian who played at Florida State having a chance to get a major this weekend, but a lot of people giving him some competition. I tuned in on Thursday to see some of the action, and it was a beautiful setting. I don't know how in the world Pebble Beach can't be somewhere in the south because that's a lovely spot there on the Pacific Ocean. We'll talk about the U.S. Open with our friend Jason Nall, Executive Director of the Southern States Junior Classics. He'll be on to help us get ready for the U.S. Open weekend. All that this hour of the Y'all Show. When we get to hour two... Hey, we may be thinking of Pebble Beach with Jason when he talks about golf later this hour, but when we get to the second hour, since we're right here in the Palmetto State, we're going to be thinking not of Pebble Beach, but of Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, as we'll have a salute to beach music, and we're going to play the song, I Love Beach Music from the Embers. It's June, it's essentially summertime, and we're in South Carolina and the Atlantic Coast, and they love beach music here this time of year, and we're going to let you hear some of it. If you live in other places a long way from the Atlantic Coast, then you may not be familiar with beach music. We're going to tell you a little bit more about it. It's more than just the Phoebe Cates movie that came out, Shag. It is a really neat art form that was a big deal back in the 60s and early 70s and continues to be played in South Carolina, North Carolina, and parts of other southern states. We'll have that salute with the Embers 
Maybe they were a one-hit wonder, but they had a great one. I love beach music. We'll have that coming up at the start of hour two. We'll have hashtag hullabaloo. And then we'll look at the brand new movies hitting theaters this weekend. And we'll give you some other news from the NASCAR front and the Major League Baseball front. All that in hour two. Plus, we'll sign off with from Dixie with love. Looking at headlines from across Dixie as we, we begin this end of the week edition. And we start out today with news coming to us from right here in Columbia, South Carolina, where we're broadcasting from, as a man killed his five children a few years back. He was already found guilty. And on Thursday, 37-year-old Timothy Jones Jr., who was found guilty already, as we said, jurors determined as a, a unanimously agreed on the death penalty for this man who killed his kids age one to eight. Killed them in their Lexington, South Carolina home in August of 2014. And now he's been sentenced to death. His wife, or ex-wife now, we, we told you earlier this week how she pleaded with the jury in the court to spare this man's life. But this father who killed his five kids now right here in South Carolina sentenced to death for the 2014 slaying of his five kids. And if you don't know the history of that story this is a guy who graduated from mississippi state was working in south carolina had a good job from what i understand lived in a nice area and for whatever reason killed his five kids and then went on the lamb he was being sought by law enforcement in a couple of different states before being arrested i think in alabama and that's where he was taken into custody but just found guilty and now sentenced to death in the south carolina legal system a story that broke the other night we wanted to cover and let you give give you the latest on what's going on in Memphis. Police there are trying to have a calm state of affairs there after the Frazier neighborhood went berserk after a man was shot to death by U.S. Marshals on a fugitive task force and a bunch of people started acting idiotic and became violent. A lot of police officers got hurt in the demonstration against the death of this man. And now, 20-year-old Brandon Weber, he was killed by this task force at 7 p.m. Wednesday night. And shortly after that, people went on social media and went out in the streets, and Memphis police had to deal with a bunch of knuckleheads. 25 Memphis police officers were injured, six of them seriously enough to have to go to the hospital for treatment. And I saw video of the man who was killed Again, 20-year-old Brandon Weber. Now, the task force went to his house because he's allegedly the man who shot a person five times just south of Memphis in DeSoto County, Mississippi. He went down there to buy a car, ended up shooting a person five times. This task force found him in Memphis. They went to get him, and supposedly he brandished a weapon. Somehow or another, he got shot and killed. But I saw video that came out of Weber just hours before his death. And he was essentially saying, they're going to have to come get me. And put this out on Facebook, I think. You talk about a cocky son of a gun. You talk about a guy who I couldn't even half understand 60% of what he was saying. And because of that, he's now dead because of his stupidity, it appears, of having a weapon. Maybe he tried to use it. Maybe he just had it. I don't know. I know that law enforcement knew he'd already shot a guy five times. If indeed he was the guy that went down into DeSoto County, he knew they were looking for him and he ends up getting gunned down and killed in the Frazier neighborhood on Wednesday evening. But yeah, this is, 
a disturbing story coming from the Bluff City, but luckily I don't think any of the officers are severely hurt. Some had to go to the hospital, but again, the man wanted by the task force was shot and killed on Wednesday evening in Memphis, Tennessee. A Florida teen has collapsed and died during a high school football practice, and this teen was practicing at Middleton High School in the Tampa area. When police say he collapsed and died, 14-year-old Hezekiah Walters was running drills with his teammates at Milton High when he died this week. Now, this is a terrible thing to have to report on, and I know that the Florida High School Athletic Association has a hydration policy. I, I, I don't live in Florida. I don't know the rules in Florida, but what in the world are kids doing practice in football, and we haven't even reached the midway point of June? I know a lot of schools do these seven-on-seven drills, Perhaps that's what he was doing, which that doesn't even require padding and helmets. But he died during this high school football practice in the Tampa area at Middleton High School. Hezekiah Walters, 14 years old. We keep his family in our thoughts and prayers there in Florida. Atheists are now crying a foul after 18 high school football players have been baptized on the field at Washington County High School in Chatham, Alabama. Now, I could kind of take the side of, oh, gosh, I can't believe that 18 football players were baptized last month, not on the football field, but near the football field. And that upset this atheist group. And they're demanding an investigation into, quote, illegal activities at Washington County High School there in Alabama. And a staff member caught video from Chatham Baptist Church. A staff member there caught video of the Baptist <laughs> The pastor baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that ended up getting out on social media. And now the atheist groups are quite upset that this happened right there near the practice field in Washington County, Alabama. Now, let's take the positive side, okay? Positive side, you've got, whether you're a believer or not, 18 high school kids who've been baptized, and if you don't want to be baptized, that's your own prerogative. But these kids have been baptized. Chances are a lot of them don't have the opportunity to have that happen to them in a church. Maybe they don't go to a church. Maybe they're like me. They're baptized as a kid, as a youngster, as an infant, because that's the way my denomination works, but weren't baptized when they are adults, or in this case, young adults. That's a wonderful thing. And this is not the only school that's come under scrutiny for such actions. In Villarica, Georgia, just to the west of Atlanta, the local First Baptist Church baptized a coach and several players after holding a football-themed worship service called Gridiron Day back in 2015. And that, too, was blasted as unconstitutional by a Wisconsin-based group. Hey, Wisconsin-based groups and all the other haters out there, the atheists of the world, mind your own business. If these kids want to become atheists, I guess they have the legal right to do so. And if they want to stand by a football field somewhere in Alabama and profess that, they're legally protected to do so. I don't think, though, being an atheist and playing football is a good mix, in my opinion. Maybe that's okay with you. All right, let's go on to Texas now. Greg Abbott has signed into law teacher raises and a sweeping overhaul how the state of Texas pays to educate more than its 5 million students enrolled in public schools. The governor called the measure a monumental moment when he signed the bill into law at an Austin elementary school. It comes near the end of an often rocky decade for Texas schools, 
which had absorbed steep budget cuts and saw the state's school finance system declared flawed but constitutional back in 2016, teacher salaries in Texas are currently about $7,000 below the national average, according to the NEA. Lawmakers have worked on trying to overhaul this thing, and now they're going to see an average pay hike of roughly $4,000 to Texas public education teachers. So, I guess if you're in that line of work in Texas, congratulations. You've got $4,000 to help pay your bills. And trust me, I'm sure just like me, most of you have plenty of bills. $4,000 goes a long way in paying all these darn bills that we get living in this world we live in right now. A disturbing story coming from Tennessee. A man there secretly lived in a family's attic and then snuck into the 14-year-old girl that lived there He snuck into her bedroom at night, according to law enforcement officials in Mount Juliet to the east of Nashville. Matthew Castro, an 18-year-old, has been taken into custody at Mount Juliet. And again, he's accused of secretly living in a family's attic and sneaking into the 14-year-old daughter's room at night. And all of this happened after the the mother of the child reportedly discovered him earlier this month. Can you imagine living in living in an attic in June in Mount Juliet, Tennessee? And even if it's perfect weather and not hot, it's still weird to be trespassing as this guy's been now arrested for. Certainly a weird story there. Now to the upstate of this state I'm in right now, South Carolina, and a mother has been arrested after allegedly confronting bullies at the school. Now, this is not some teenager we're talking about. This woman stormed into the school in the Greenville area at Greenbrier Elementary School, and Jamie Louise Rathburn was upset that the school there was not doing enough to stop bullying against her young son. And this was a school, this was essentially an elementary school, Greenbrier Elementary School, full of eight and nine-year-olds, I assume third graders in this case, And this woman was so mad that she went into the school unannounced and without permission. And now she's been arrested after she entered the school without authorization, shouted threateningly at several eight, nine-year-olds and went on a curse-filled tirade against the teacher. (laughs) I mean, you talk about a woman who needs to be taken out and shown the right from wrong. I mean, what a... What a knuckle. I don't even call her a call or a knucklehead. She's going and yelling at kids at a school. Oh, what is going on in the South Carolina upstate? Whew. All right. Stacey Abrams, the lady that ran for governor in Georgia and narrowly lost. Some have speculated she might be running for president in 2020, the Democrat. She is actually doing something that I would not think she would do. She has visited Hollywood to urge against a boycott over her native state and the heartbeat abortion law that a lot of Hollywood people are getting behind this boycott of Georgia. And now Stacey Abrams have flew to Tinseltown, encouraging these executives with movie studios and television shows not to go through with boycotting Georgia over the state's new heartbeat abortion law. Now, that, as I said, the industry has threatened to boycott Georgia due to that law which makes abortions illegal once a fetal heartbeat can be detected. That typically occurs around six weeks into a pregnancy, often before women even know they're pregnant. But Stacey Abrams, even though she's without any political position right now, she does not hold any kind of office. 
She said that her mission is to make sure these jobs stay in Georgia, and that's what she's out there doing. She says that she doesn't disparage boycotts. They have their function. But this is a situation where the political realities are that a boycott won't have the intended effect. A little surprising coming from this Democrat who probably is with these people normally, but she knows as a Georgian that hurting the film industry only hurts all of Georgia. Direct film spending in the Peach State reached $2.7 billion in 2018 and approximately 450 projects shot in Georgia in 2018, which helped create $92,000, not rather 92,000 jobs in Georgia, all from the film industry. An impact of $2.7 billion alone in Georgia because of Hollywood gone y'all. Good job, Stacey Abrams. I didn't think I'd ever say that, but hey, this is a case there that she really is trying to make a difference for the state of Georgia. A Texas-based water park company has sold two of its attractions and given the buyer the right to acquire its Kansas site, where a 10-year-old boy was killed nearly three years ago. Schlitterbahn has announced a $261 million agreement with Cedar Fair Entertainment to sell a water park and a resort in New Braunfels, Texas, and another property in Galveston, Texas. The Sandusky, Ohio-based Cedar Fair will also have the right to buy the company's Kansas water park for $6 million in cash. Now, Schlitterbahn has remained mum on its plans for that Kansas City, Kansas park, where a young kid was decapitated in 2016 after riding the 17-story Verrucht slide. And his family received a $20 million settlement on that. But uh, Cedar Fair, that's a name I wasn't all that familiar with until a couple of weeks ago, as you may or may not have heard. I went to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, with my nine-year-old just two weeks ago. And we had the time of our life there riding roller coasters at what I consider the roller coaster capital of America, Cedar Point, which is where Cedar Fair Entertainment kind of got its big going that that thing's been there around for more than 100 years now and now that company cedar fair the parent company of cedar point they own carowinds just up the road from where i am on the north carolina south carolina border in charlotte they also own the theme park in cincinnati and maybe the one around louisville too a huge theme park company cedar fair entertainment and the flagship enterprise they have is sandusky ohio's Cedar Point, and I really encourage you to check it out. But now this company growing even more by acquiring these two water parks in Galveston, Texas, as well as the one in New Braunfels, not far from San Antonio, with the option to get the one in Kansas. But hey, that's a company that I know from firsthand experience. They do a fantastic job with their theme parks. And finally, hey, have you tuned in your local TV station lately? They're having a little bit of a throwback, and I love this. Back in the old days, back in the days where you had everybody watching television with an antenna, well, these stations oftentimes would sign off. They would go off the air around 1 o'clock in the morning after the Tonight Show, if you were an NBC affiliate. Right after that, maybe another show, they would literally shut off the power, and it would go away for a couple hours. And a tradition started a long time ago where when these stations would sign off, just like a lot of radio stations would sign off in those days, they would have the national anthem broadcast during the sign-off. And it was a way to mark the end of a broadcast day. Well, a couple of television stations around the country are getting in the mix, 
gray television stations are adding the Star Spangled Banner to their lineup. And I know in Alabama, WBRC Fox 6 News, WAFF, the NBC affiliate in Huntsville, and WTVY in Dothan, as well as WSVSFA in Montgomery, Channel 12, they're all adding the Star Spangled Banner back to their lineup. And this is going to start on June 18th, it's just a few days away. And Fox 6 is going to air the anthem shortly before 4 a.m. Now, come on. I got to get up at 4 o'clock to hear the national anthem on channels Fox 6 in, in Birmingham and the Magic City. Well, at least that's better than not at all. WAFF in North Alabama is going to air the anthem on Mondays after the 10 p.m. newscast. How about that? That's some prime time there. I guess that comes on just before the Tonight Show. They're going to have the national anthem on. And then they're going to have some repeats of it as well. So good news. If you love the national anthem, you're in luck. Thanks to gray television, the stations that gray owns, they're in about 93 markets across the country. So man, what a, what a bold move there by this company, putting the star stangle batter back in the mix of television stations. And for that, I salute you. Well, that is all of our daily report of what's going on today and the headlines around the South and more. When we come back, we'll switch over to the sports fields. Hey, we'll go to Omaha. We've got about six Southern teams, four from the SEC, two from the ACC. No, no, no. Four from the SEC, two from the ACC, and one from the Big 12. I was wrong earlier. I said we had six from the South. We've got seven. The only non-Southern team in the College World Series is the Michigan Wolverines. So how about that? Seven of eight from Dixie. And we'll talk more about what's going on in Omaha with the College World Series. And we have all the other sports goodies to pass along with you here from a college perspective. Plus, at the end of the hour, we're going to welcome back our friend Jason Nall, Executive Director of the Southern States Junior Classics, to help us break down the U.S. Open taking place at Pebble Beach right now, the third major of the year in PGA Golf. We'll have all that. And, of course, we've got a whole other hour of the Y'all Show coming up a little bit later. You don't want to miss out on the fun. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent from South Carolina. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. 
You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. about those red raiders guns up texas tech welcome back it's y'all it's talk with a southern accent it's talk with a emphasis on college sports now as we have this end of the week edition of the all southern show with john rawl the college world series commences saturday the first game is a 2 p.m eastern 1 p.m omaha time first pitch the Michigan Wolverines, they're back in Omaha for the first time in decades, and they're facing a team that a lot of people in Omaha are kind of getting used to. The Texas Tech Red Raiders, my golly, they've been there, I think, three out of the last four years, and Tech with a chance to win a national championship. They are the lone Big 12 representative in the College World Series this year. That's game one on Saturday, and then the follow-up, the only other game played on Saturday, is a comparison of sec versus acc it's the arkansas razorbacks who were the runners up in 2018 the hogs and dave van horn back in omaha they're taking on mike martin's florida state seminoles that's a 7 p.m eastern 6 central first pitch from td ameritrade park and this is the swan song for coach martin of florida state he will be retiring at the end of the season so a lot of eyes on fsu baseball which has not won a national championship under Martin. But, boy, they've been a formidable program. Just haven't won the the big kahuna. But the Knowles and the Hogs in Game 2 on Saturday. And then when you turn to page to the Sunday contest, the Vanderbilt Commodores, arguably the best team in the country. The Vandy boys will be taking on a familiar foe. And the Louisville Cardinals, Dan McDonald versus Tim Corbin. And that game set for a 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. start right there in the heat of the day in Omaha. The Doors and the Birds will have more info on, of course, those games and more when we get back together on Monday. The final game, as you have Game 4 of the College World Series, takes place Sunday evening. That's a 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Omaha time first pitch between two game, two teams that know each other really well. They're both in the same conference and same division. Chris Lamonis's Mississippi State Bulldogs and the Auburn Tigers, who were back in the College World Series and for the first time in, I think, more than a decade as the Tigers and the Dogs get together on Sunday evening. And all these games are on some kind of combination of ESPN, whether it be ESPN 1, Uno, or ESPN Deuce, number 2, ESPN 2. But you can catch all these games, and it's a lot of fun. And then you'll have games on Monday, the loser of Game 1 versus the loser of Game 2. And you'll also have other action on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all throughout the next week from Omaha. You've got teams. It's a double elimination contest. And so a lot of teams will be sticking around at least for two or three days until one of them loses twice, and then they're out of there. But a lot of fun for those of you who love college baseball. This is your Super Bowl. The Big 12 commissioner has said that that all transfers should sit 
at least one year. The commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, he said this week he believes all student-athletes who want to transfer do indeed need to sit out an entire year with no exceptions. And all this comes amid growing discussion about the transfer portal, the waiver process, and debates over whether all transfers should gain immediate eligibility at their new schools. But Bowlesby spoke on a commissioner's panel alongside SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and ACC boss John Swafford was very open about that. He said that he thought it was a colossal mistake for the NCAA to set different transfer guidelines for different sports. Again, he is against transfers getting a chance to play. He wants them to sit out the whole year if indeed they do that. At least I say make it uniform, whatever the case may be, because it's kind of confusing. It's likely confusing for the player themselves. It's certainly confusing for we the fans to know what in the world's going on with all this stuff. Well, we have some news from the Tennessee football program is yet again, another Tennessee player is going to leave the sport of football. That's the fourth ball to step away from football in just the past two months. The latest is an offensive lineman, freshman Melvin McBride. He announced on Twitter that he'd be hanging up his cleats for good due to unspecified health problems. And we don't know much about his retirement other than what he put out there. But again, health is the reason there. But four other, I mean, total of four players leaving the program. You had a sophomore offensive lineman, Eric Crosby, saying he was going to quit due to a knee injury. And then you had two more players, a linebacker, Darren Kirkland Jr., and a tight end, James Brown, calling it quits due to injury. Now, of course, football and injury kind of go together, unfortunately. But it seems certainly here in the offseason, the Tennessee Vols are getting bit by the injury bug. And these kids are saying, okay, I'm just going to go leave playing football alone. Maybe they'll go into coaching. Maybe they'll go into running banks or being presidents and making a lot more money and making a lot bigger impact than what they'd ever do on a gridiron. We wish them all the best. Texas A&M announced on Thursday that they will become the first SEC program to sell beer and wine to the general public at Kyle Field. This follows the recent alcohol ban being lifted at the SEC spring meetings And if you go to Kyle Field, a variety of beer and wine will be sold to the public in all public areas at designated locations, though, until the end of the third quarter of games, and alcohol will not be sold by vendors in seating areas in accordance with the new SEC guidelines. So it's going to be bottoms up for Texas A&M Giggum fans, at least until the fourth quarter if you're at Kyle Field. But according to the rules, you better mind your P's and Q's or you'll be thrown out of there. And chances are they won't have a lot of flexibility. And if you really show your, you know what, you might get asked to not come back ever to places like Kyle Field. Now to Austin for some women's college basketball news. The Horns center Sedona Prince, one of the nation's top recruits, says she's going to transfer after sitting out last season with a leg injury. Prince is a six foot seven high school All-American and a key player in Texas's 2017 recruiting class. But the center wants to transfer over medical reasons. Not sure what the plan is or what exactly she's looking forward to do. But her reason for leaving was, quote, due to medical reasons. She put that out on Twitter this week. Texas was 23-10 and last season and lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament and has entered into the transfer database. Texas center Sedona, Pride, Sedona Prince looking to take her talent elsewhere. Virginia has landed in men's basketball, the highest-ranked recruit since 2016. I guess that happens when you win the national championship. As senior Reese Beekman 
announced that he's going to Charlottesville. He's a six foot two point guard. He visited UVA back in November, returned this week for the MBPA Top 100 camp, and he chose Virginia over Marquette and Alabama, among other schools. But the highest-ranked recruit that it's hard to believe Tony Bennett has had a national championship, and he's now just getting his best recruit in several years to come to the Charlottesville campus. Job well done. And, of course, it only gets easier when you win a national championship. And one other thing to kind of give you a heads up on in college basketball, the NCAA expects at least six Division I men's basketball programs will receive notices of allegations for level one violations, the most serious infractions under NCAA rules. All this is part of the federal government's investigation into corruption in the sport. We don't know the day and time of this being weighed down on these programs, but again, the headline is that six schools are to be notified of serious NCAA violations. One can only speculate which schools that will be, but we know that some of these schools in recent months have been in the news for things simmering around this debate, whether it's Arizona or Auburn or Oklahoma State or even Southern Cal. But we'll be watching with bated breath what happens in this decision of college basketball. And that is your college sports blast here as we wrap up the week. And we'll be right back here in hour two with some more professional news, but wanted to give you the collegiate thing here wrapping up this first hour. Now, we're not done with Sports Talk. When we come back after the break, the U.S. Open is taking place in Pebble Beach this week, and we'll have the latest on that with our friend Jason Nall. And Jason, the executive director of the Southern States Junior Classics, Oh, lots of great golf talk and his prediction of the winner when we come back. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl, easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh. That didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Ah, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. Just a wee, wee bit And that's when my caddy lost sight of it That little white pellet has never been found to this day But it went straight down the middle Oh, it's golf time. Welcome back. It's y'all. Talk with a southern accent. We're in South Carolina where golf was kind of born, at least here in America. And right now, though, golf, the center stage for golf is nowhere near the Atlantic coast. It's way out on the Pacific coast. Pebble Beach is the location. And here, as we broadcast great information about the South, we have to turn our attention to the left coast. But we are going to get a little help in doing that. Jason Nall is back on the show. Jason is our go-to guy for all things golf. And Jason is the executive director of the Southern States Junior Classics. Jason, welcome back. It's the Y'all Golf Report with Jason Nall. Hello, sir. Hello, General John Rawl. How are you, man? Uh, Admiral Nall, it is great to talk to you. And it's been a few weeks. We had to give you a few weeks after the Masters and then the PGA Championship. We let you catch your breath. But, 
Man, it's the third major of the year this weekend, U.S. Open. Plus, we're also going to let people get your thoughts on the recent college championships that we had in golf. Sure. But right now, Justin Rose, your leader after round one at Pebble Beach at the golf links there. The Englishman with with a minus six on his card for the first day. And then a whole bunch of people tied for second. Thoughts on what's going on in Pebble Beach, sir? Well, my first thought is they should just always have the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. I mean, why not? It's, it's beautiful. You got the Pacific Ocean pounding in there. And then we get, uh, those of us on the East Coast and, and in the Central Time Zone, we get to watch golf prime time. So that's that's really a positive, too. So I, I just think that uh, the U.S. Open and Pebble Beach kind of fit. Uh, Pinehurst number 2 is not a bad venue for it either, but uh, I really enjoy those west coast uh opens because we can we can uh watch them on primetime tv but it's um well let, let me clarify the one they had the other year in washington state where the greens were all yeah. messed up and i think jordan spieth won that i think right yeah over mm-hmm. dustin johnson who choked yes that is correct uh, three putted from yeah. 10 foot above the hole yeah yes, yeah, yeah yeah now that was a terrible course so i'm not exactly a big fan of the west coast but Pebble Beach okay, looks like Pebble looks, Beach. Okay, Let's have it at Pebble Beach. Yeah, okay, you win. You're right. That was kind of a wacky course, but you know the, the USGA is always seems like they end up in the spotlight as much as the players at the U.S. Open by the course setup and the difficulty, and the players sometimes feel like that the USGA sets the course up to make them look foolish, and pros don't like to look foolish. But it appears that after last year's hijinks with the uh, Phil Mickelson chasing down a putt and stopping it from rolling off the green, taking a penalty and things like that. The U.S. Open kind of loosened up on the on the difficulty of the setup for Pebble Beach with these first round scores. My lord, six under in the U.S. Open in the first round—that's crazy. And then there, it's not like that one's out by four or five shots. We've got uh, Wise, Fowler, Shoffley, Ustays, and all one shot back at five under. So I mean, they went crazy low out there at the Pebble. Brooks Koepka's three under, and uh, he's within shots. And if he were to win, if Brooks Koepka were to win, it would be his third consecutive U.S. Open. Um, that's incredible. So that's something – that's what we all got to watch. Uh, Koepka's maybe not the star power, doesn't have the, the you know, the, the television ratings draw of some other major champion for whatever reason. But what he's trying to do this week is 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 incredible and and it deserves our attention. Now, Phil Mickelson, you know, we've been saying for a couple of years, can Mickelson get that U.S. Open in the twilight of his career to complete the Grand Slam? Uh, doesn't look good. He's seven shots back. I mean, against and with seventy five players in between him and the lead, uh, he would just have to go crazy low three days in a row. To do it, uh, can he make the cut? Maybe he needs to play, but he needs to get low. But I'd say that the chances of Phil Mickelson after yesterday's opening round of winning the U.S. Open and completing the career Grand Slam are done, done for this year anyway. Right. All right. Well, some other notable names that were doing at least well enough that that are on a course to making the cut and playing throughout the weekend. The mad scientist Bryson DeChambeau was two under, tied for 16th after round one. 
And you also had Matt Kuchar, the Georgia Tech product, was two under, tied for 16. And then Tiger Woods, he also had a day that maybe not the greatest ever in his course history, but he was one under, tied for 28 there in Pebble Beach. So your take on who's going to emerge as a victor, Jason Nall? Well, I mean, it's it's wide open right now. So many people low early on. I do think the USGA will tighten the screws a little bit tomorrow. They don't want the scoring to get out of hand and have a 20-under U.S. Open champion. That's just not what they're in the business of doing. So I would expect the course to toughen up some uh, over the next three days. I tell you what, I mean, you know, I, I have the I have the uh, fortune of having seen first first round now i usually come on here before the tournament starts so i'm going with some you know some some data here so but justin rose at six under and ricky fowler at five under i really think one of those two guys is going to win uh justin rose has done well in majors and he's off to a great start and fowler has knocked on the door for several years and this just might be the one he gets so i'll take the guy in first and one of the guys tied for second all right. As my picks. Well, if Ricky Fowler emerges as the champ of the U.S. Open, I'm going to follow his lead and grow a very bad mullet. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, and the mustache to go with it. Too. Yeah, but I mean, his mullet is like a really bad mullet. This isn't your typical 80s mullet with some grease in the back. This thing's like falling out all over the back of his head. Not 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 a pretty sight. Let's talk a little college golf, if you will, Jason. Sure. We, since we last talked to you, we crowned a champion for both the men and women. The women's champ was the Duke Blue Devils. The men's champion of college golf was the Stanford Cardinal. Your thoughts on those two programs? Well, it was back-to-back weeks at the Blessings Golf Club in northwest Arkansas. The University of Arkansas's home course was host to the, both the men's and the women's NCAA championships. Uh, they battled weather in, in both weeks, uh, thunderstorms and uh, tornadic weather, everything else you could think of. But the course, um, it, it played very difficult. And uh, you saw a little bit of what we've seen in the conference championships play out in the NCAA championships, whereas the stroke play win- winner of the first portion of the, portion of the tournament, the top eight teams go to match play and it flips the script, just like we saw with Ole Miss as the eight seed winning the women's in the, in the SEC. Well, Duke Duke uh, was not the top seed coming out coming out of the stroke play, but they were able to show the grit and determination to win the matches and get the match play wins and uh, win the tournament. Uh, in the men's tournament, there was a, just a huge upset. Oklahoma State blew them out, won by thirty three shots in the stroke play portion of the event they were the number one seed they got taken out in the first round of match play by texas so all of a sudden the overwhelming number one seed for you college basketball fans out there that would that would be like uh you know a, a 16 seed beating a one and which doesn't happen very often did happen last year with virginia being the first team to ever lose but it's a big upset to start off the men's tournament and then from there it was very even uh, Stanford and Texas went to the final match, and Stanford was able to uh, win the national championship. So uh, two good weeks of golf, uh, match play format, anything can happen. It's who gets hot, well, who plays the best as a team together, and what coach can put together the matchups. Uh, there's a lot of strategy involved, and so it's an interesting way to crown a champion. It's a lot different than a basketball tournament at the end of the year where 
you just kind of play through. Um, this is there's a lot of moving parts in a, in a match play championship, and we saw uh, some upsets there. But it was it was a great end of the NCAA season, and two storied programs, uh, Stanford and Duke, walked away with championships. Jason Knoll, executive director of Southern States Junior Classics, with our golf report here on this Friday Y'all Show. Jason, we're now at the halfway point of June. What's going on on the amateur side of golf here in June and July as these kids have the summer off? Well, I'll tell you what, I've been involved in, in a lot of junior golf in June already, uh, and I had the honor of caddying for my daughter Hannah Nall in the Tennessee Women's Amateur this week in Chattanooga. We wrapped up today. My daughter finished 17th as a junior golfer in the Women's Amateur Championship, so that was great. Um, golf clap there. Thank you for the golf clap. Uh, i tell you what, one thing that stands out beyond being able to see my daughter play at a very high level for three days and which is special for any father or, or any golf fan for sure was the weather. My goodness, it was 70 degrees three days in a row in June in Tennessee. And uh, it was just the best weather you could ever imagine. Well, uh, I was in South Carolina this week, Jason, and then I got in and it was almost 50 degrees or 58 degrees when I got out of the car. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. I think it's about to heat back up again, but uh, the, the first part of June has been um, incredible. But at that uh, Tennessee Women's Amateur Championship, Hanley Long, who just graduated from Middle Tennessee State University. Go Blue uh, Raiders! She's a Clarksville, Tennessee native. Uh, she is just she won by one stroke over Sophie Linder, who is also a junior golfer from the Nashville area. Uh, but this this was uh, Hanley Long. She won the state championship for the state of Tennessee, and she turns pro tomorrow. So this was her last amateur tournament. So it was it was a great week in the Chattanooga area for the women golfers of Tennessee. Many college golfers, uh, some college golf coaches played, uh, and then some some of the top junior golfers were able to play. So I enjoyed being a part of that tournament. And then we're looking forward to the Southern States Junior Classic Summer Open down at the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Uh, not this weekend, but the next. Again, it's Jason, and he's with the Southern States Junior Classics. What's the best website for people to learn more about your organization and the tournaments that you put on throughout Dixie? Well, we'd love to see you at ssjrclassic.com. ssjrclassic.com. You can follow our events, follow some of the top junior golfers from the South, and uh, just kind of keep your thumb on the pulse of the up-and-comers and who the next great collegiate golfers will be. Maybe the next participant in the U.S. Open, which again is this weekend. And don't go over to find Jim Nance on CBS. This whole tournament is on the Fox family of channels. And so you'll have to settle for Joe Buck in the captain's chair of the broadcast. But one of these days, we'll maybe the y'all show and Jason Nall will be out there on the 18th. John Rawl here with Jason Nall. Thank you, sir. We look forward to catching up with you as we get ready for another great golf tournament here. Hey, we're not too far away from what's going on in Memphis. We're not far away from the British Open. Hey, it's y'all. We appreciate it. Jason Nall, thank you. Have a great weekend. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, with this West Coast golf, 
you, folks can get out and play some this weekend and get home and watch it on TV at night. You can't beat it. All right, enjoy, enjoy the weekend, John. All right. Jason Nall. Well, that will conclude Hour 1. Hang on. When we come back in Hour 2, we're going to go to the beach. We're here in South Carolina where they have something called beach music, and we've got maybe the greatest beach song ever made coming up in our free-for-all fun at the start of next hour. Plus, we'll have a look at hashtag Blue, the new movies hitting theaters this very weekend, and the latest with Major League Baseball. All that ahead as we conclude this week's Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Smear a bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. It's the end of the week, and we're in South Carolina celebrating the end of the week. This is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent, and this is David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. But I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart, that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. So I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights, misery looking for some company. And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming the back and laughing out loud with the smoke so thick, the blues came hanging around. With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here 
Whether you're in South Carolina or not, sing along. I'm looking for a party crowd, slamming them back and laughing out loud. Where the smoke's so thick, the blues can't hang around. Oh, we're ready for the summer, are we not? Yeah, we are. Jumping like you just don't care. Oh, man, if you're not in the mood for hitting the lake or the beach, or some of you like to go to the mountains in June, then do just that. It is y'all. It's the show all about the South. And if you are looking for a party crowd, we are getting you ready for just that here on this end of the week edition of the All Southern Show with John Rogg. Oh, man, we are in the right mood. We're in the right spirit of things. Of course, it helps to get in that mood when you're in South Carolina. And that's where we are right now for a few more days. This is my native state. I'm back in my native land with my people. And one of the things that I love to do when I'm kind of in a party crowd mood in South Carolina is I got to get used to being in South Carolina from a food perspective. So I'm in Columbia. I'm in the area around Columbia. And to help me get in the Columbia mindset, I had to stop at Rush's. Fabulous food fast. If you haven't been to a Rush's in the Columbia, South Carolina area, you are missing out. Wonderful burgers. Not the cheapest in the world. They're about a dollar more than what most people would think a hamburger would cost. But boy, they're fresh. They're awesome. I don't I don't recall having one like this anywhere in my travels. And I love a burger. Good burgers, great hot dogs, good chicken. And the other thing they do right is they have good tea. And then they have... I would put down Rush's as the best strawberry milkshake I've ever had. That's not even what they really fancy themselves at is a, is a sweets place, but they have homemade shakes. When you get a strawberry shake, 
you're going to get a shake with real chunks of strawberry in your shake. Lots of chunks of strawberries. Then they have chocolate. They've got banana milkshakes and vanilla and a bunch of other ones. Again, the shakes and the, and the ice cream portion is not even something they really market that much, but they have the best, at least on a strawberry perspective, strawberry shake I've ever had. It's almost like they take a bucket of Briar's ice cream and then churn it up and serve it in a cup. That's how strawberry it is. And I love it. It's not imitation. It's the real thing. And the burgers are good. And in fact, I just started this a couple of days ago. I'm having to be careful, you know, as I get past 18 years of age now, I have to be careful with what I eat. And so did you know that you can ask for a French fries with zero salt or low salt? I don't know the real term because I'm not a chef, but I did this the other day at a Burger King. I said, because I know Burger King their fries are maybe one of the most salted items anywhere that I've found when it comes to salt. And they said, oh, sure, we'll be happy to do you a batch of French fries. It's actually kind of a neat thing. It's kind of a creative way to get them to make you a fresh batch of fries. Because <laughs> some people really hate old fries, like old meaning they've been there for like 15 minutes. Well, if you ask for unsalted fries, you'll probably get a fresh batch. Because not a lot of restaurants have that batch of unsalted fries sitting there waiting for and pesky people like me walking in request requesting such a crazy thing but hey it to me they're great I, I like them and they're healthier so i'm not saying potatoes are a healthy item or certainly anything fried's healthy but it it does help to not coat it with salt and that's what i've done and rushes did the exact same thing when i was in there on thursday they cooked it up perfectly and I enjoyed it. So there's your trick, whether you go to Rush's or not. If you, even if you love salt, try it without, especially at a place that normally has good fries with salt. I'll bet you you'll be just as impressed with it without all that salt. And you can always add salt at the table. And Rush's, like a lot of places, they have little canisters of vinegar that you can add to your French fries. If you like the clear vinegar on your fries, man, they, a lot of people really like that. I'm more of a ketchup guy. Call me wild and crazy, but. I like ketchup on my French fries, but we had a great time at Rush's and appreciate them on Highway 378 for making my day shine just a little brighter. Well, you know what else makes my day shine brighter? When I get a chance not to hear but one, but two David Lee Murphy songs as we close out a week. And hey, let's keep the fun going. And I don't think they've got bottles anywhere in Rush's in the Columbia, South Carolina area. But you can go to rushes.net if you want to look at their menu. I don't think they got anything on a, on the menu in a bottle. But David Lee's he's quest. He's got a quest for a bottle. He's looking for a little bottle with a little dust on it. And we're gonna play a song kind of like that right now. Enjoy. Trio Williams lived down a dirt road. He made homemade wine like nobody I know. Dropped by one Friday night and said, can you help me, Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the light. He said, there might be a little dust on the bottom, but don't let it fool you about what's inside. A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things That gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing 
pulled up the driveway My heart was racing as you climbed inside You stayed over there close as we drove down to the lake road Watched the sun fade in that big red sky I reached down to the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight oh, It might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside It might be a little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things that gets sweeter with Mr. Murphy with a second of his two-pack here on this Y'all Show as we close out another exciting week working our way through the month of June. And we are in South Carolina for the next few days as we broadcast here throughout the state of South Carolina. Stand by. We'll be in a few more places next week that we'll have plenty to report on. This is a state near and dear to me where I was born, where I was reared, where I was educated. And I don't live here now, but I get back here as much as I can and I like to go to different parts of South Carolina whenever I'm back in the cradle. But I enjoy being here. Hopefully that will come through here as I broadcast this week. And, you know, one area of the state of South Carolina that I used to go to as a kid, and a lot of you did as well, is the great area known as the Grand Strand, Myrtle Beach and North Myrtle Beach. And the area that my family went on vacation every year, Garden City Beach to the south of Myrtle Beach. And this is an area for me growing up was about a three and a half to four hour drive. Although South Carolina is a small state, that Grand Strand in Myrtle Beach is kind of in a corner of the state, and there was never really that great of a road to get there. That's improved a little bit. There's still no interstate going to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So that is always a thing that's puzzled me. But I enjoyed the Myrtle Beach area, lovely place, a lot of things to do, a lot of fun stuff to do. And as a native Carolinian, whether you're from the north or south side of the border of Carolina, there's something called beach music that is synonymous with Myrtle Beach, but also really the whole coastline of South Carolina and North Carolina. And it stretches on up into Virginia, even in Georgia, people like beach music. And here on the Y'all Show, we've given you plenty of great country music songs. We played some Southern rock tunes here in this Friday Free For Y'all, our montage of great music. But we have not yet played beach music. And now that it's summertime, Maybe not on the calendar yet, but at least in spirit. It's summertime in the South, 
And if you're lucky enough to plan your trip here to go to South Carolina this summer, oh, we hope you get a chance to hear some good beach music. Now, what exactly is beach music? It would be considered by most people today rhythm and blues, but there's something about it that it's it's a little bit different. It's not your typical Mississippi blues song. It's not your typical beating of the drum loud type rhythm stuff it's just cool it's almost like jimmy buffett meets rhythm and blues is what it is that would be beach music and it's synonymous with myrtle beach it's synonymous with the grand strand of south carolina in fact it produces something called shag shagging the dance of which you dance to beach music and shag, the shag dance, is the official dance of the state that I'm in right now, the state of South Carolina. And there was that classic 1980s movie that Phoebe Cates, there's a name from the past, she starred in called Shag, that I think was filmed in part around Myrtle Beach. Well, I'm not in Myrtle Beach this week. I'm still a few hours from there. But I tell you what, when you get into South Carolina, you start hearing on some radio stations from time to time, good beach music. And Today, as we wrap up our week, and we kind of have a beach state of mind, and I know a lot of you in the South don't go to the Atlantic Coast when you go to the beach in the summertime. You're more of a Gulf Coast person. You go to the Destins of the world or to Orange Beach, or maybe you go on into Tampa on the Gulf side. But chances are a lot of you, especially in East Tennessee, Kentucky, on into West Virginia, and even into the Carolinas, You go to places like Myrtle Beach. That's the easiest place, and that's the coolest place. And honestly, Myrtle Beach has a lot of options. Even if you don't like to go to the beach and hang out all day, there are more golf courses in Myrtle Beach per capita than any other area in the world. I think I'm right on that. They have like 100 golf courses in that one little town. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But there's great food to eat. The home of Calabash Shrimp, my favorite is in the Myrtle Beach area. So Myrtle Beach tourism, I know you're not paying for me to talk about you, but I'm going to go ahead and say good things about you. But one of the things about y'all here on Friday, we play good music. And so we're talking about the music of the beach. And today, beach music is is the thing we're centering in on. And there was one song when I started to research beach music, I was looking for like the epitome of a beach music song. And lo and behold, one of the most popular songs out there for beach music Well, this one makes it easy for a guy like me to pick out and play because the name of the song is I Love Beach Music. And it was the signature song for a group called the Embers, which were mostly from North Carolina, but they still kind of cross into South Carolina back then as they do now. And this song, unfortunately, beach music isn't exactly known throughout the entire country. So this is more of a really super regional act, meaning hyper local You don't listen to beach music, per se, if you live in Georgia, maybe, or certainly not in Alabama or well up into Arkansas. But in the Carolinas, people know this sound, especially when it gets to be summertime. And the band that sang I Love Beach Music was the Embers. And they put this out, I think it was in 1967, on a label called EEE Records. And it stands for Embers Entertainment Enterprises, which is a South Carolina record label. And this song is just epitome of beach music. It's called I Love Beach Music. And one member of the band is kind of helping keeping it going, Craig Woolard. He's the lead vocalist. He plays sax. He's also 
a soprano and flute player, and he's been a proud member of the Embers and has been awarded all over the country, all over the nation, the world for his role in music. And he's in some Hall of Fames, I think, with his music as well, and continues to be a big-time member of the Embers. Now, they've had members come and go through the years, but the Embers, they're still going. In fact, just to prove the Embers, go to their website, theembersband.net. Great-looking website. I'm looking at their schedule. Here, Here's where they have been this week. On Thursday, they were in Roanoke, Virginia, at Party in Elmwood Park. Now, tonight, they're playing at a private event in Atlantic Beach near Wilmington. They'll be on Saturday at the Sunset Concert Shelton Vineyards in Dobson, North Carolina, in Raleigh on Sunday, in Greensboro, North Carolina next weekend. They'll be in Edgefield, South Carolina on June 22nd, and Virginia just before that. So they're, as I said, all over the country, but primarily in the Carolinas and Virginia, it appears. But that's kind of the reach of beach music. They, This is like the kind of band you want to have at a wedding. They bring in that deep that deep fried sound the rhythm and blues and and making it their own beach music and the fun vibe that beach music offers and again this is the embers with their big hit from the 1960s at least with a big hit in the in the grand strand of south carolina and more and chances are you might have heard this song i i don't know how well it did on a billboard chart but it's going to be number one in our chart in our hearts too it's the embers here on this end of the week fun in south carolina and i love beach music i love beach music always have and always will there ain't no other kind of music in the world that gives me quite the thrill
talking about music by the towns, the clovers, the Catalinas, the embers. Getting you in the field for the summer right here in South Carolina with some good old Carolina beach music. And that was the Embers, a North Carolina-based band credited with originating the beach music genre. And that was I Love Beach Music. Ooh, now that will put a smile on your face and get you ready to go out there with a big old beach ball and play around in the surf, won't it? Well, this is y'all, and we are in Carolina, South Carolina, that is. And we need to get to Myrtle Beach after hearing a song like that. Woo! Well, when we come back on y'all, we're going to switch over from the beach to telling you all about the hashtag hullabaloo craziness of the South and more. That's up next, plus at the end of the hour, a look at new movies and from Dixie with Love. Stay with us. The Y'all Show will continue after this short timeout. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. All right, back we are. It is time now on the All Southern Show to have a little social media madness coming your way. It's hashtag Hullabaloo South Carolina Palmetto State Sand Lapper Edition. And we're good to have, it's good to share this with you right here in the home of pecans and also the home of peach ice cream and plenty of mosquitoes too and gnat. So yeah, this is the gnat capital of the world here in South Carolina. And we start out the show today with a South Carolina themed tweet. This is from Gina Massey at Gina Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y on Twitter. And Gina, she relays here on Twitter this week. 
head to Cypress Gardens if you're looking for a hashtag travel destination that will impress. And she's got a delightful photo of Cypress Gardens with her tweet. And here we go. I have heard of Cypress Gardens. I have not been to Cypress Gardens. So here we go. Let's all learn about this 170-acre preserve and gardens, which is located at 3030 Cypress Gardens Roads in... Uh, did I say roads? Now, I'm starting to sound like a real South Carolinian. It's located at 3030 Cypress Gardens Road in Monkey's Junction, South Carolina. That would be Monk's Corner. That's a nickname there, Monkey's Junction. Monk's Corner, which is a great name. This is in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, where you'll find Cypress Gardens. And the centerpiece of the gardens there is the 80 acres of Blackwater Bald Cypress, the Tupelo Swamp, surrounded with a boat and foot trail. Cypress Gardens. Now, Monk's Corner is in Berkeley County. This is about 40 minutes north of Charleston in the Low Country. The gardens were originally part of the 1750 Dean Hall Rice Plantation. This plantation built 26 years before the Declaration of Independence, and it depended on fresh water from the nearby Cooper River, or as they say in Monk Corner, the Cooper, the Cooper River. The area is now a swamp with a dugout and fitted with water gates to become a fresh water preserve, and it had fallen to disuse when the property was purchased by Benjamin Kittredge for a duck hunting reserve. Where's Cleve Marsh when you need him? During the Great Depression, over 200 men built out a four-and-a-half-mile trail around the swamp, and it was first opened to the public way back in the 1930s. Kittredge's son donated the property to the city of Charleston in 1963. It was severely affected by the work of Hurricane Hugo in 1989, and it had to close. But then Berkeley County took over ownership when the city of Charleston no longer wanted to support the garden, and now it's part of the Berkeley County ownership there in monk's corner cypress gardens if you're looking for a nice little place that is right there along the cooper river in the northeast corner of charleston it looks like a great place now i've been to the places off of ashley river road on the west side of the ashley river and if you know anything about the south carolina low country specifically charleston there's two rivers that kind of meet up in charleston harbor one would be the Koopa, the Cooper River, and the other would be the Ashley River. And the old saying goes, where the Ashley River and the Cooper River meet is where the Atlantic Ocean begins. That's the Charleston way of thinking. And yeah, I've, I've been down Ashley River Road and man, they've got some, I think it's Brook Green Gardens there. I think I'm right on that. And some other places that are just stunning. They've used that area for some movies and such, but a lovely place and as I've told people before, and I'll echo it here today, I grew up in an area where Spanish moss did not exist. I live about an hour north of where Spanish moss is a plenty. And there's just something about Spanish moss, especially hanging from one of those live oak trees that just, it just moves me. And the good news about Spanish moss and those live oak trees is that they're not just in South Carolina. We have those trees in North Carolina, I think there's plenty of them in Virginia along the coast. Georgia's got more than its fair share. Florida, of course. Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, of course, has plenty. So does Texas. And they even have Spanish moss that I know in Arkansas. And I love it. So my goal in life is to at least be somewhere near Spanish moss when the great maker 
decides to take me on home. And right now I'm not in Spanish Moss country where I currently live, and that needs to change one day. But it might be 50 years from now before I can reside in Spanish Moss country. So it doesn't have to be South Carolina is my point. I'll take any of those areas because usually when you see Spanish Moss, you know you're near a beach too. That's usually the case. All right, Cody Allen is on Twitter. Cody Allen is the Twitter account. Does that name sound familiar? Well, if you like country music, the name Cody Allen, you probably are familiar with, as he is a host on CMT, the country music television network that I used to work for. And Cody Allen, who I've never met, has a show on there. He also hosts a syndicated show called the Hot 20 Saturday and Sunday on CMT. And after midnight, part of that national broadcast. Cody Allen is a native of Columbia, South Carolina. I did not know that. And I did not know that until I saw that he just put out on Twitter something that said, awesome to be home, hashtag South Carolina. Thanks for the good times. And he was at the Myrtle Beach Boardwalk. And I think he was there last weekend when the group Alabama was in Myrtle Beach performing in front of a gigantic crowd. Cody Allen, a native of Columbia, and you might see him on CMT. You might see him on some other channels out there. And he's kind of a big celebrity, a big personality on CMT and other music options out there. He's a native of Columbia, which is my birth city. So, hey, hey, Cody. Go Gamecocks. Y'all.com. Hey, we know all about y'all. Y'all underscore magazine on Twitter. And it's the ultimate guide to the South with food and drink info, as well as home and garden, style and fashion, Southern travel and events. Go there. Like the page on Facebook. Y'all magazine. Y'all.com. And of course, bookmark that y'all.com so that you can continuously go there. In fact, if you go there, you'll find the y'all show as a mark on the website that you can click on and every day that we have a y'all show you can access our show that way and we have the whole archives awaiting your free download y'all magazine at y'all underscore magazine on twitter with a posting this week plans this summer should include a trip to jackson mississippi for some good old barbecue seafood and soul food and the story is titled jackson mississippi Barbecue, seafood, and food for the soul. Well, that had me thinking. I've spent more than my fair share in Mississippi. I've been to Hines County and Rankin County more than my fair share in life. And I've hung out there in the state capital of the Magnolia State on more than five occasions, I think. And it is a place that it's not as close to me as South Carolina, but I spent 16 years in Mississippi and have a great affinity for the Magnolia State. Just didn't spend a lot of time in Jackson. But here we go with a story that I didn't pin about Jackson, not the one that Johnny and June sang about, I don't think, but the other one. And the other Jackson, that is. I don't think they were talking about Jackson, Michigan. I think that's a town in Michigan. But yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Put it on your travel planner. And according to this article penned by Clark Shelton, it is a place you can go to and enjoy a good time. Jackson Barbecue. Here's a little tease from Clark to tell you about. Pig and Pint. This is how you do barbecue in about as many ways as you can think. They've got something called Pork Belly Corn Dogs there. And also something that shows up as a tomato ginger jam. Pig and Pint. Jackson, Mississippi. Also, another barbecue option in Jackson. E&L Barbecue. Started by Eddie and Lula. 
Their namesake, Edel Barbecue, has been serving the best Jackson area premium smoked ribs, tips, and hot links for nearly three decades. E and L BBQ Jackson MS. Now, of course, we told you in this article, it's titled Barbecue Seafood and Food for the Soul. How about some seafood and soul food combined? How about the crawdad hole? Yeah, you can go there and celebrate crawdads this month alongside daddy as it's father's day weekend they have boiled seafood and tamales now that is a true mississippi gem there tamales i love them especially the delta style tamales they also have turkey necks and gumbo at the crawdad hole jackson mississippi now here's another place that i've not been to but i've heard a lot about it dragos and you can go there and get a charbroiled oyster kit and you can enjoy this restaurant that opened back in 1969 as they have delicious seafood all at reasonable prices. The family and 400 plus employees still carry on the tradition today with oysters and the single best bite of food in town, their motto. I can't imagine they got 400 employees. That might be a, a misprint there. But yeah, Dragos in Jackson, Mississippi. And finally, this name I thought would be more of a Mississippi state term you might find in Stark Vegas, but Bullies, a traditional meat and three with great soul food options like oxtail. <laughs> I didn't know oxtail was soul food, but yeah, they got that in Jackson, Mississippi. Go to Bullies and you can learn more. You can see a great little video put up on the y'all.com website about Jackson, Mississippi, right there in the center of the Magnolia State and a place you can consider going to this time of year. It's June, so you don't have to worry about having to deal with a blizzard in West Tennessee to get down to Jackson, Mississippi, if you're coming from the north. All right. Jane Frazine is on Twitter. Now, I may be butchering the name. It's it's J-E-A-N with a little accent thing. So, Jane Francine at J Francine TV. Now, this lady is a morning TV anchor for KTAL NBC6 News and a woman of God made in Memphis and an MTSU alumna. Now she is, that would be Middle Tennessee State University, Murfreesboro. Way to go. Now this station, I think, is in Shreveport that she works for, NBC6 News. And she put something out there that I just can't let go. I've got to share it with you. So Jane Francine, here we go. This is what you put out. How Southern are you? Comment your score below. I have 25. That's Jane talking about her score of 25 on the question and the gif that she put out there called how Southern are you? You get one point for every food you've eaten one point. And depending on how many points you get, they break it down in a couple of different categories with your score. If you get between one and five, you might be a Yankee. If you get six to 10, it's how's your mom and him? <laughs> 11 to 15 on the score is born and breaded, not bred, born and breaded. And then if you get more than 16, she show enough Southern is what it's called. All right. So there's about 30 different options here. So all they're asking for you to get more than half of these in your show enough Southern. This is from It's a Southern Thing originally. And this is a GIF shared by this Shreveport broadcaster. So how Southern are you? I'm not going to give you my score. I'm just going to rattle off the roughly 30 items on here that are considered Southern food. And if you have had that, then go ahead and get a piece of paper by you right now and then do a little mark every time you've had 
any of these items and see you can do your own score okay y'all ready i'll try not to do do this too fast okay the first option here out of 30 on the southern food is peach cobbler chicken and dumplings number two up next cornbread gumbo frog legs chicken fried steak burgoo hush puppies souse Shrimp and grits, oyster casserole, congealed salad, fried green tomatoes, pickled pig's feet, chess pie, red-eye gravy, tomato sandwich, turnip greens, hoppin' john, liver mush. All right, we're about halfway now, so if you're just tuning in. And I'll recap all these when we're done. We're reading off about 30 Southern food items. And if you've had any of these, I want you to make a note, a little point for each one of these. Okay. I'll pick back up. Rabbit stew, red beans and rice, Brunswick stew, corn pudding, fat back, fried bologna, fried squirrel. Boiled peanuts, chitlins, pear salad, butter beans, jambalaya, deviled eggs, po'boys, fried gizzards, chocolate gravy, gator tail, poke salad, and last but not least, chicken livers. (laughs) All right. How'd you do? I'll give you a second. Do, do, do. All right. Did you get more than 16? Again, the question was, how Southern are you? You get a point for every food you've eaten. And if you got only one to five, you're a Yankee, according to It's a Southern Thing. If you got from six to 10, how's your mom and them? Number, if you got between 11 and 15, you're born and breaded Southern. But if you got 16 or more, show enough Southern. All right, here we go. Here's all 30. You get a point for everyone. Let's see if you can get more than 16. Peach cobbler, chicken and dumplings, cornbread, gumbo, frog legs, chicken fried steak, burgoo, hush puppies, souse, shrimp and grits, oyster casserole, congealed salad, fried green tomatoes, pickled pig's feet, chest pie, red-eye gravy, tomato sandwich, turnip greens, hoppin' john, liver mush, rabbit stew, red beans and rice, Brunswick stew, corn pudding, fatback, fried bologna, fried squirrel, boiled peanuts, chitlins, pear salad, butter beans, jambalaya, deviled eggs, po'boys, fried gizzards, chocolate gravy, gator tail, poke salad, and chicken livers. And if you got 16 or more, you're show enough Southern. <laughs> Hope you had fun. Again, I probably got all 30. Now, there's about one or two things I don't think I've ever had, including burgoo. No, I think I've had that. I haven't had that thing they have up in Henderson, Kentucky, I think it is. The lamb. Mutton. I have not had mutton. That's the thing I have not had. I've had a mitten on my hand, but I've not had mutton. I need to go up to 
Owensboro and all that area of Kentucky to enjoy that. And I don't think I've had fried squirrel. I'll have to be quite honest with you here. And there was one more I don't think I've had before. I've actually had souse. I've had souse before, and a lot of you probably have not had that. That makes me pretty darn southern. I guess I haven't had rabbit stew. Yeah, I guess that's that's one I missed out on thus far. But we'll have a big party. You know, we're getting ready next week to have our one-year birthday party. We uh, we appeared. We made our debut. We came out screaming like a little baby on June 18th of 2018. So maybe next week is a big festive celebration here in the South and in South Carolina as we broadcast from the Palmetto State. We need to have all 30 of these available for you to celebrate the one-year birthday of y'all. Well, that is a look at our hashtag blue here on this close of the week edition of the y'all show when we come back we're going to end up the week with a look at the new movies hitting theaters this very weekend and a quick look at some major league baseball action this weekend for you to maybe tune in it's father's day weekend happy father's day to all y'all myself included we'll be right back to close up this week's y'all When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl. Easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. Carolinians there with one of their big hits from the 1990s, Hootie and the Blowfish. This is the Y'all Show as we are in South Carolina for a few more days. And we're broadcasting all kinds of good information, not only about the Palmetto State, but all of the southern states. And if you're in South Carolina or South Mississippi, this weekend you might want to head to the movie theaters. We've got a big movie hitting theaters and we have three movies in all worth checking out men in black international the sequel the latest in the series of men in black it's hitting theaters with chris hemsworth and tessa thompson in the lead roles of mib international shaft is hitting theaters it's an action comedy crime with samuel l jackson and jesse t usher that out this weekend directed by tim story 
And finally, you have the comedy fantasy horror movie, The Dead Don't Die. And this one I'm looking forward to seeing because the guy that lives right here in South Carolina now, Bill Murray, is in this one alongside Adam Driver and Tom Waits. The Dead Won't Die. A peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves. Uh, Bill Murray's in it. So I don't think of Bill and scary movies, so I wonder how well he does in The Dead Don't Die out this weekend. Now, if you want to check out some Father's Day fun on the NASCAR side, they don't race on Father's Day, so they enjoy a nice weekend away from the track. NASCAR gets back together next weekend in California. It's the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series at Sonoma. And just in case you want to make your plans, NASCAR will be back here in Dixie for the July 6th race at Daytona International Speedway. And hey, how about Kentucky Speedway just outside of Louisville, just outside of Florence, Kentucky? They have the Kentucky Speedway race coming up July 13th. I didn't realize that had been promoted to the senior circuit of NASCAR, but a couple of those races in the South coming up in just a few weeks. And then finally, as we wrap up our show today, a look at the Major League Baseball schedule for this weekend involving Southern teams. The AL, AL East leading, or pretty close to that leading, Tampa Bay Rays have the LA Angels in St. Pete this weekend for a series. The Washington Nationals and the Diamondbacks get together on the mound this weekend. Baltimore has Boston in to Balmer for a series this weekend. The Blue Jays have flown south to Houston for a series. The Miami Marlins host the Pittsburgh Pirates in South Beach this weekend. The Royals are at Minnesota. You have the St. Louis Cardinals with a series in New York against the Mets. The Texas Rangers with an interleague series against the Cincinnati Red Stockings there on the banks of the Ohio. The NL East battle between the Phillies and Atlanta continues this weekend at SunTrust Park. Those two teams really going after it here this year with all the trades and such, but should be a lot of fun to catch on a Father's Day weekend. Well, thank y'all for listening to another exciting week of y'all as we have again found our way here at the end of this week in South Carolina. We'll be in the Palmetto State all next week, so tune in for some great interviews and some great fun. Enjoy your Father's Day if you are a father. And if you're not, hey, you've got a father out there somewhere. And if you still know your father and the father's lucky enough to still be alive, then please give him a call. Please give him a hug and have a great day. Great weekend. We'll be right back here with our South Carolina coverage on Monday. And we've got a lot of good stuff coming your way as we get ready to celebrate our first birthday of the Y'all Show. Again, you can connect to us anytime, 803-816-1170. Have a great weekend, y'all. This is John Rawl, and from Dixie with Love is going to get us out of here.
You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424.